0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to Paul Listnick Behind the Curtain, my opportunity to step away from the worlds of politics and law that I cover on television to talk about something a little easier on the brain, and that is the world of theater and performing arts. And today, we've just got this classic Chicago treasure. Well, I guess you have to say Seattle treasure in other cities, too, but it's in Chicago. It's been here for years, and if you haven't seen yet, teatro zanzani it is time that you do uh and i get to talk to two of the stars of this show it's an ensemble show but if you're going to pick out some people who kind of stand out these are the two who probably stand out with all due respect to everybody else in it let me introduce you first of all if you are a fan of the voice then you know soraya um because am i right soraya i know you work with alicia keys were you able to give her some tips and pointers on her own singing in that show
1: oh my god God. i did your voice is amazing Thank you so much, my dear. I, I worked with Alicia for the for um, most the, the majority of the season. I worked with Miley Cyrus to start with, but ma- Alicia took me on for the majority of the season, and that was just such a surreal and amazing experience, to say the least. Yeah,
0: did, were you at her house? Did you do some of that? Were, it looks like you're at their homes when you do that.
1: No, actually, no. We had there. We were at Universal Studios, so you, I okay. did get to spend a lot of time with her, but it was there.
0: Okay. Do you have her cell phone number? Can we call her?
1: I, I actually do, but we can't call
0: her. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying. I think Carissa wanted to, and also joining us. <laughs> uh, I love it. Is Carissa Hendricks, who you will meet in Teatro Zinzani as Lucy Darling, a character? Now you know there's a different look. You don't you, right now. Your Carissa looks a little bit different than Lucy. So clearly, Carissa, it is a character for you.
2: Yeah, I should hope I look different than Lucy. It's, uh, when, when they first called me to do the show, they were like, can you send me your, are your measurements for costumes? And then I sent them without thinking. And then I had to send any other email that said, Oh, just so you know, you want Lucy's measurements. They're different measurements. We, we have different measurements. We're different heights. Uh, which none of them make sense because we're using the same human. Well, form, you're a magician,
0: but... so of course it makes sense. Because well, you, exactly.
2: You, yeah. yeah. I'm using way, a lot people... of drag queen tricks, not magician <laughs> tricks, to pull that <laughs> off. <with> <laughs> and
0: by the way, people, if you look familiar to people here, it's because, well, both of you should look familiar. Soraya, because, by the way, you are a Chicagoan, right? You've never been giving up your roots here.
1: I, I have not. I, I, and I don't know that I ever will. But, you know, I, I am definitely here in Chicago, born and raised.
0: Well I you know there're a lot of John Mahoney there's a lot of you know big stars who Chicago was is their home always always their home and um and, and they just make things happen here so thank you for doing that. And Carissa yeah. although I think Vegas is is a primary home for you is that right?
2: I I kind of don't live anywhere at the moment. Once I got my uh my my visa for the United States, I was like, "Okay, now I can pick a place to live in America," but it's just been contract to contract. But I would say I'm in Vegas the most. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but people seeing you here, you've been at the Rhapsody Theater, you've been at the Chicago Magic Lounge. So clearly mm-hmm. Chicago is pretty important on your agenda.
2: I love it here. I mean, Chicago has a long and beautiful history with magic. It, in, for years, in the 50s and 60s and 70s, it was like the center of magic for the world. It was incredible. And so that little, the energy of that is still here. And so as a magician to come into Chicago and perform for audiences that really no magic. I mean, these are some of the most magically educated audiences in the world. So you got to step up your game. They get it. It's so fun.
0: Yeah. My understanding is that um, Chicago is where close up magic began.
2: That is correct. Yeah. 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 Marshall Brodine, all of the little bar magic shows downtown and on and like there is a direct line from that Start here in Chicago to the Chicago Magic Lounge to these new venues, right? Like an uninterrupted history. If you go to the lounge, you can walk around and you see the artifacts of the Chicago history of magic.
0: Well, in fact, you can not only do that, but if you get to know Joey, the owner, he'll take you to a different building next door, like he did with me, and show you some other artifacts that yeah. go back to the Chicago Fire and some really what, cool things,
2: whether you want them to or not. <laughs> right, <laughs> All right.
0: I run into Joey wherever I am. I'm say, "What'd you bring with me?" Anyway, so Soraya, let's. We're, but we're we're talking about Teatro Zanzani right now, and I, mm-hmm. I've seen. I don't know how many times I've seen the show more than half a dozen I mean because it, the good news is although it's been here for years it's undergone change and it shifts because it's not just something that you see once and don't come back you come over and over again and Soraya in this particular show there's always kind of this master voice I'll use the word voice because you know the word voice there's always a master voice in this show and and uh, so lady Rizzo was one of the first there's just been some great people but I got to tell you your voice blew me away, and I'm like, well, now I see why she's doing this, aside from your appearance on The Voice. You're absolutely amazing. Can you tell, for folks who have not seen the show yet, tell them a little bit about this version. This one was put together by Joe DePaul, who actually appeared here in the early days of Teatro Zanzani. I love Joe, and uh, so funny, but talk to people. What are they in for when they come see Teatro?
1: Okay, first of all, thank you so much. i feel I feel very delighted to hear such kind words. I have no money to give you for saying those things. No,
0: they're sincere, <laughs> so you don't need
1: to. How, thank you. however, I, this yeah, Joe dePaul, he's such an amazing he's a comedian himself yeah. and it's, to say amazing is just you know that's the least to say about him. I think that um what he did with this particular production is allowed for what we all do to be, to be highlighted very well, you know, so my character as Madame Zanzani, being the, being the woman who is the owner of the tent, and the one who established the, uh, the establishment, um, I, I think that he allowed room for me to, to kind of, you know, as a vocalist, I don't know that the vocalist before has ever, like, really acted as much as what we're doing, my character is doing. No, like they, they had party. their
0: numbers. They had their numbers. Yeah,
1: they had their numbers. So, like, for me, he allowed for more, he allowed for room for me to stretch out and to, like, you know, Lucy, Lucy Darling and I really have, like, a long banter throughout the entire, the entire show. And it allowed for me to kind of stretch and spread my wings as an actress, not just the vocalist, you know, and so... Um, I think that's the fun part for me is that I get to do what I do and and i get to add other things that i've done which is acting into this and bring such you know magic to the to the space along with the literal magic that lucy Darling brings with not just her magic but her her uh charisma and character and and all of the sass and all of the, the glam you know i think that we both kind of have been able to play off one another and bring a different element to teatro zanzani this season
0: you know, and there, there in, in prior to this time, there has been somebody in that in in those shows who've been sort of the traditional MC of the show. Uh yes. kind of centered around him and all of that. But Carissa, here when I came into it, I expected you were going to be sort of that MC person. It's, it's it's hard to say you're not, but I think Soraya says it best. It's really a position split between the two of you. you, you both. And of course, you have so much interaction with each other. So I do want you to tell me about, we're going to talk about your role, Lucy Darling's role. But first, tell folks who else, uh, because you know, when you come to the Spiegel tent, when you're, you come to the Cambria Hotel on the 14th floor, it's not just about your singing and your magic. That sounds fairly traditional. This shows a lot more than that.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, we have an incredible band that's backing us up the whole time. Just seriously, some of the most unbelievable musicians I've ever worked with. And I'm an improviser in the show, and they are underscoring everything I do. So not only are they exceptional, they're also rolling with me. Like, I'm at the point now with those people where I feel like we're just one entity like i say they're they're like picking up the energy of a punchline i haven't yet delivered and this is something they've never heard they're incredible we've got ulzi who's from mongolia this incredible contortionist who's also got this unbelievable like acting chops she's a cat throughout the show she's really committed to that character it's 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 sensational. You've got Michael Van Beek, also known as Michael Evolution, who's this incredible basketball juggler. And it's, you know, I think we've seen juggling. We know what to expect from juggling. This is not that. This is something completely different. And also fantastic acting throughout the show, right? People are not just doing their acts. They're also these fully... You know, committed characters, uh, Leah Hins is incredible. I got, I'm really enjoying working with her because we've added some little pops of magic to her piece, uh, and evolved it a little bit. That's been super fun for me because I've never been in a position where it's like design a piece of magic, but also make it so that it's safe for an aerialist to use. Yeah. That's a whole new struggle. Had no idea that was coming. Uh, you've got Danilla Bim who basically invented m- modern ha- hair hanging independently, like before her modern hair hanging you see it all the time now it started with her so People we have don't oath. know what
0: hair hanging is it is what it sounds like
2: it is what it sounds like she is hanging from her hair <laughs> and i mean i gotta tell you we've seen this show 50 times i watch her act every night i watch leah's act every night i watch these act i could that's when i should be taking a break i don't i watch everything i watch soraya do rolling in the deep every single night it's like I cannot get sick of this. And every night when I see Danila, I think her scalp is going to rip off her head. It never stops being terrifying. And then you have Cassie and Oliver, who are this incredible dynamic duo uh, trapeze act. But also, Cassie is doing her own solo comedy set for the first time. This is her first time doing it. You would never know. It looks so polished. She's so perfect in that character. And Oliver is this, like, I mean, it's really great because the show is very feminine, very feminist, and we, he's sort of our beefcake in the show.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But what people don't realize is he's got, like, a master's degree, a doctorate. Like, he's also just, like, genuinely the smartest person in the yeah, room. Yeah, but when his
0: shirt comes off, nobody really cares. You no, know, we're
2: like, now nah, oh, he's a beefcake. Um, <laughs> so it's just, it's an incredible Incredible cast and and it's only if you really like in terms of cast. Obviously, we have the band and we have the team, but there's just eight of us, and like you shouldn't be able to pull off a show like this with eight people. It's
0: for close to two and a half hours. And by the way, we need to say. Yeah. And there's dinner, so so not only are you watching this incredible show for two and a half hours in this historical Spiegel tent, as it's called, uh, mm-hmm. you at the Cambria Hotel and you think you're at the. Oh, I was going to say the Holiday Inn, but I don't mean it that way. <laughs> the point is, you just think you're at some hotel, and you get up to the 14th floor, and then magic, right? You're like, whoa, what happened on this floor? As you enter this historic, I think there's only six of them. I interviewed Norman years ago, and I, I think there's only six of them in the world. Um, yeah, that's correct. He's got yeah. one of them here, so it's just it's just totally amazing. Saraya when when people ask me to describe the show, I sort of say, well, it's circus meets Cirque du Soleil. But I kind of want to add to that because none of those descriptions seem to do it justice. How do you describe it when a friend says, oh, what what is this show?
1: Okay, that's the that's a very good question because that's the thing that I from the very beginning I said how do I explain to people who have you know who have only seen me perform and in they've seen me perform theater long ago but they've seen me perform live all the time I don't know how to explain to to people like what what do you you almost have to come up with a magical you know term for it but it's it's literally I would say um theatrical um, circus production is what I call it, uh, because there is more to it than just circus. It's a production. It's a it's a a situation where. Uh, people have had to p- to put minds together to bring forth a storyline that makes sense within all of the things that are happening. The acrobats, the from the song to the song selections to all of these things. So I just I just put in one lump sum as a theatrical circus production, and that's the that's that's all I got. <laughs> well, by the way, let me follow up.
0: It's a follow up with each. Go ahead. Uh, you look like you want to say something, Carissa. Go ahead.
1: Well, I was gonna say I think the the thing that
2: people have said to us the most that I think sums it up perfectly. Cause I mean, obviously for us it's a different experience because we we you know, we are part of the creation process. We we birthed this thing together, which was wonderful. And that's one of the best things about working with Joe DePaul is he did such a good job of making everybody feel included and everyone's voice was heard. And so for us we have like a different perspective of what People who come back all the time say is that at the end of the show, when you walk out into the street, you for when, and you are confronted with the loop, you're shocked because you have been transported to this other universe, to this fantastical place where magic is real yeah. and this room. Is real, and all of the things we're saying are real, and and you don't even realize how seduced you have been by this space, this beautiful tent, and this beautiful voice, and these incredible artists, and this the way everybody commits to their character until you walk out into the street and you hear the trucks drive by, and then you're like, oh gosh, I'm still in Chicago. I forgot, (laughs) and that's really what it is. It is a complete. Escape. It is yeah. it is a vacation where you do not have to get on a plane.
0: And I'm just going to say, you know, the, the tickets are like a little over $100, whatever, and sometimes really $100. Well, first of all, point to me a show you can go to that it <laughs> about that price. And then secondly... Add in this sort of pretty gourmet meal with a salad course and, uh, and options of your full course. I had uh, some sort of a short ribs or something the night that, that I was there, but I've I've, been, I've had salmon, all sorts of things. The dessert course. I mean, so when you add that all together, it's kind of a deal uh, for going to this yes. thing. And the good news is it's also for the for the whole family. Carissa, the night that I was there, um, I, I want to see if you remember this be- or if this is typical because I don't remember the names of the people you picked in the but you do a, a shtick uh, where you you need a couple of people in the audience and you have them play characters. But the night that I was there, the two people you picked were so funny, you were cracking up and at one point said, <laughs> it doesn't usually go this well. Do you remember <laughs> that night or is that I do. You?
2: Yeah. So I what I will say is that uh, it is always special because it's always different. And sometimes it's special because... Those people are like a an older frisky lady and a young man, and sometimes it's special because they're two people who clearly don't want to be on that stage, and they're just being brave. and And like the night you saw it, they were both so they both transformed into those people. Like I give them characters, and but they get to decide how much they play. and And for me, it's fun because every single night. I have no idea what's going to happen. I have no idea. I walk out on that stage every night going, well, who knows? And, you know, uh, Oliver and Cassie and Leah and I sort of pick people together. We meet people. I shouldn't even say this because it's like insider secrets. But oh, we want me- that's what this is about. Yeah, we have time to meet people, right? Because we do the walk around and we introduce. And together, when we're standing backstage, we talk about like, for whom would this opportunity be special like for whom in this room would they stand on that stage and get to do those little bits that you saw that we don't want to give away and they would go they they would talk about it with their family for 10 years and i think the night you saw it was one of like probably my top top six where it was was just like it's like when it's that good I I am the spectator I'm the audience I've and you no know we love like It's,
0: it's kind of like when you watch the Carol Burnett show and they and yes. Tim, Tim Corman uh, Harvey Corman and Tim Colin would laugh on stage, you laughed at home because you loved seeing them break up So that night where you were laughing I just have to say I loved it because I knew you were getting the kick out of it and that yeah, adds so fun. much to it. And you didn't pick me that night, which means they were much better than me, and I understand
2: that. <laughs> you just and, seemed and, like you were you were in a thinky mood. We just let you <laughs> Yeah, I'm be always in a thinky cerebral. Mood. I'm a cerebral
0: <laughs> guy. Saraya, you know, you mentioned this before about the song, so I was curious about this. Do you pick, you say, here's what I want to sing, or does is there does Joe DePaul say, Saraya, these are the kind of numbers you should do? How does that work?
1: Well, it's it's it starts as sort of a collaborative space within with this as far as the song selections. However, um, something that has to be taken into consideration is like the acts that are. So you have the the aerial acts. Yeah. They come yeah. with their songs, you know, with what they. So I kind of have to fit into the space that they need me to to fit into because I'm there. Well, so sometimes to, you got
0: to gotta do something for them.
1: I have to. Like I mean, the, the really. Rolling in the deep is probably uh, the song that I selected, right? That and I just really crap shot with that. It was just like, oh, you know, here there's rolling in the deep, and there's they're like, oh that could be good, right? There's a lot that I put put out there that did not get used because we were creating, we were still in the creation process. So as we're creating, like you can have ideas of what you want to do, but as we're creating, you have to kind of make sense of the storyline. So a lot of what I did select, you know, unfortunately, it wasn't able to be used uh, because it had to fit what was, you know, so basically, we collaborate based off of what is necessary for the, for the artists who are, Performing acrobats and then everything else surrounding that. So yeah.
0: So is it? So is there a song? Uh, this is. Is there a song you're not doing that one day you hope will get added in? Maybe Norman will watch this, So let's let's put that out there. What song do you wish you were doing?
1: You know what? There's a so Whitney Houston's "I Will Always Love You." Right. Yeah. That is a that is a song that I selected that I was supposed to do for. And you all are really getting the behind the scenes right here. You're behind the curtain, okay? <laughs> no, <that's> a, <laughs> so that was uh, so that was a song that I selected for the moon. For the moon scene you know um
0: yeah
1: and but we had to kind of consider whether or not people would be able to dance to the song you know because that's really a moment for people to become intimate with one another and dance and we just have a magical moment in the tent and so uh, at last happened to be the song that was most fitting for that but I will always love you was the very I've sang it live I did a, a little tribute uh, to Whitney Houston during one of my shows and I sang that song and it was like the room stood still you know, unfortunately, and there's nothing wrong with that James, by still. the way.
0: There's nothing wrong I'm with that James. So. There's nothing
1: wrong. There's nothing wrong with an Etta James song, but the room stood still for that, you know. But for this, we don't want people to stand still. We need people dancing. So, right. so that that you know, so <laughs> that was a song. That would be a song that I'd say, you know, yeah, I would love to sing that or to, you know, have that as part of the repertoire.
0: Okay, Norman, um, if you're watching, get to it. In fact, Carissa, hands your microphone. Let it. Let's do a couple of bars of that.
2: Here you go. You just pass
0: yeah. it <laughs> So, Carissa, because you, I mean, there is a character that, that you do, Lucy Darling. What transforms in you to become, I mean, you've already said your measurements change. Uh, I know that. So, I mean, when you become Lucy, like, if I'm backstage and I'm talking to you, are you Lucy? Or, like, no, it's Carissa. I'm just in costume. Dorea, what,
2: you
1: no, she's if she's in that costume, darling, she is Lucy. There's no there's no chance of, of a Carissa being in the room if she's in that if she's in that costume, in that wardrobe. This is who she is, darling. You're getting the accent. You're getting the you're getting Lucy, Lucy, darling.
0: Carissa, talk to me on what it takes to get ready for you
1: so
2: it's it's about an hour and a half of uh, makeup and costume there is like full like it's transformative it's very it's very drag queen it's like the the whole shape of the body changes the posture changes you're like i i cannot wear any of lucy's costumes i don't fit in them none of them uh we are different and it's in a way that's such a gift that i've given myself because when i'm lucy I, you know, I can be in character, and I can be this really real thing for the audience. And then when I'm me, I'm invisible. And so like, Lucy, very much is this real thing. One of the things that has been really I I was talking, I've talked to a few people about this who've seen my career over the last six years and then come and seen the show here at Zanzani. And one of the things people are saying the most is that like Lucy has never been more, uh, like more real because she was always meant to be this like caricature, this over the top thing. But because the space of Teatro Zanzani is so intimate and so, um, like real, like we really do seduce you into this space, into believing the realness of it, even though it's still clown, even though it's still over the top. Um, it has, as an actor, it has forced me to find more realness in what Lucy's doing. And one of the things that's been so fun with Sareya in our moments is like, we got these lines and we got to like write these lines together when we started out, right? These weren't necessarily handed to us. I mean, a few were, but for the most part, we got to decide what we were going to say. And as the show has evolved, we tweak a little thing, remove a little thing, or we say it a little different. And it's been such a pleasure to like, they're the same words, but they- feel so different now than they did two months ago. And it's been as an actor, like, yeah. such an incredible joy. So, yeah, so it's it's been lovely to, like, you know, get transitioned into being Lucy for the show. And then that's part of why I don't often stand by the bar and talk to people for too long afterwards. Because I got to tell you, it's rough being in character for three hours.
0: <laughs> Carissa, I'm not surprised the night that I was there and I didn't get to meet you. I thought, yeah, because you, first of all, if you came out as Carissa, we might kind of wonder where's Lucy Darling, right? Yeah. So, that, yeah, so that's, a, that's a different thing. How did you create the character uh, of Lucy Darling?
2: So I have done character work for my entire career. I had a kids' show character named Dee Dee, and I like, you know, Lucy's my 22nd character I've created. Um, but when I got into doing a lot of magic, I mostly performed a lot of like Chicago style close-up, a lot of really intimate magic, and that's what people really liked about what I did. But it felt like I was being underutilized. And so I had this, you know, this thing that I'd wanted to do for so long. Um, and it's, you know, I love Bertha Kit and May West and Jaja Gaboor and all these like incredible old. Old Hollywood women who are like devastatingly witty, like you know Dorothy Parker, like just these like incredible one-liners, and I've always watched those old-timey movies like Bringing Up Baby and What a Way to Go, and like you know that has influenced almost everything I've ever
0: done. And I, I do thought, have one question: Why? Did you? This is an actress I knew, and your look was similar. And I wondered: do, do you know? Do you know the name Edie Adams? Was she at all? Yes, of course. Was she an influence on you?
2: Uh, I. Edie was something I discovered after Lucy was created. So I think there was some, like, Edie tweaks, but she wasn't part of, the, like, the initial creation.
0: I, I um, produced a show once with Edie in it, and I had a party at my home, and she, Edie brought this video of her old Muriel cigar commercials, and so she told me to secretly run it. So I put the videotape in, people watched it, and then she sort of looked and went, oh, my God, where did you get that? And I'm like, you brought it. What are you talking about? But anyway. Oh, my uh, God, she-
2: <laughs> That is so great. She was so cool. And, like... You know, Joan Rivers, even. Like, like anyway, so many influences of these, like, biting, this biting wit. And I was a street performer for a long time, so I have, like, the the improv skills, and I, I could, like, bring them up. In Calgary, we have Loose Moose Theater, which is, like, our version of Second City, and it's saturated through the culture. Like, if you are a performer in Calgary, you are an improviser. It's wow. expected.
0: Well, I just want to come to you, because as you talk about all those different things, and look, you've shared stages with Stevie Wonder and Celine Dion. I and mean, I can't even imagine that. So, wait. Where do you most come alive? Is it a situation like this where this audience? I mean, I don't. know if The situation is what it is. Where we surround you, we're with you for a couple of hours. Or would you say, well, it's Stevie Wonder, I would go over there. I mean, well,
1: <laughs> I come most alive in a live setting where I can connect with the audience. Like that's that's you. For me, it's so obvious that you know I'm because I'm also a recording artist. So I do things stu- in studio. I record in studio. It is when I'm in, in, in the midst of a, a live audience that can feel that I, I can feel their energy and they can feel mine and sense mine and we can feed off of one another. That is where I come alive. And it doesn't matter who's in the room like like it's it's there's an there's an entirely different um uh, spirit or energy that takes over me when it's time for me to do what it is that I do. Like off stage, I'm very much so chill. I can be a little silly sometimes, but I'm, I mean, I'm chill. I'm chill, chilled out when it's time to get, you know, to get uh, into what it is that I do. There's a beast that that's just, you know, that that becomes very dominant at that point. And so like, yeah, so this kind of space right here where it is such an intimate audience where you can just about touch everyone who's there to watch you. Yeah, I think that that is, you know, um, I've actually had to step into a different pair of shoes for this, uh, but very much so. You know the same. I've I've had to. It's taken what, what does me that mean?
0: What do you mean? Step into a different pair of shoes?
1: Because because it's um I what I had to do was bring who I am to a character that already ex, ex, sort of existed. You know, uh, Madam Z. Madame Z. This character exists in each like season of Teatro Zanzani. But then there's there's me coming in. My my Madame Zanzani it's not it's not madam z it's madame zanzani dog and and there's an entirely different thing element that i pulled from within me to bring that to the character like i have an understudy that steps in on saturdays um that She's an entirely different Madame Z, a phenomenal in her own right, and and does what she's a good friend of mine actually, Tina Jenkins Crawley, who does the Saturday Matinees, and she's 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 beautiful in her within her character and space. It's an entirely different character, huh. so I've had to step into the shoe. I've had to pull from a real space within me to bring me to the character of Madame Zanzani. and and now that it's not it's not Madame Z for me, it's Madame. It's like it's just like one of those. And
0: by the way, is she is is this is she understudy or is it just double cast?
1: No, you know what? I would say more so of double cast. At this point, I would say more so double cast. It it, of course she she was brought in at the the point that I couldn't couldn't oblige with the Saturday afternoons, Uh, but I think she's very much. I would say double cast because it's, it's, it's her own thing. It's her her own thing. Saturday, when, when she had, when she had to step away and go to Brazil, I stepped in for her. So like, it's <laughs> like sort of a, it's sort of a team effort. She's been such a team player and such a gift to meet in this space. Like, you know, as it relates yeah. to what I need as an art, when we came in to, 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 for creation, it was like, Tina was my, she's like my right hand man if it was if it was anything i needed she was taking notes for me and i would take notes for her as like a a team it's just been so totally a team effort the entire time so more so than understudy i would say double cast
0: and carissa for you if you're if you're missing something like that do like shin Lim or penn and teller fill in for (laughs) you
2: yeah yeah definitely copperfield i mean i don't think anyone could do it as well as copperfield
0: (laughs) so no i'm not allowed to get sick
2: uh that's the rule so,
0: this is fine. <laughs> yeah, we're excited I to mean, have no, Tina I back. No, I shouldn't ask, but I had to. But, but it does happen. If that did happen, What would there just not be the magician that night? Your role wouldn't be there?
2: There is a contingency for everything. So, like, a little while ago when Ulzi got sick, um, we have a contingency. And, like, the show just sort of, you know, you have to for six months. We're six months run. You can't expect people won't get sick for six months. So, we have plans yeah. for everything. Um, I I think the plan for me is, like, this show would be a little shorter is probably my guess. Um, because I do probably I think I do forty-five the between the four pieces is forty-five minutes. But and if so, the hair it, lady
0: gets sick, you can step in.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See that I just under the wig I'll just have the little teletubby bun ready to go. <laughs> Perfect.
0: I love it. Love have it. you got and of course and Surreya, you're you're from Chicago, whatever, but but Chris is you kind of and I know you've been here, but are, are there things you're loving to do? I mean, you're next door to Garrett's Popcorn. I mean, are there, are there things you just need to do while you're here in Chicago?
2: The river walk, the river walk here. Like, I, when I was working for um, the Rhapsody, I was up in Rogers Park. When yeah. you work for uh, Chicago Magic Lounge, you're over there in Boys Town. Now we're in the loop. Like, they have, they put us up in the loop. We're working in the loop. I walk to work every day. The river walk is the most incredible thing. I, I mean, like, even now, it's freezing cold, and you cannot get me away from that thing. And I also did the architecture boat tour. Oh, like, that's the best! That's Chicago,
0: the best. Have you best. That, young... You live here. Have you done the architecture boat tour? I have not. It, it, <laughs> I you live here,
1: <laughs> Chicago native. We, I think that we miss so many things because yeah. it's not as much of a gem to us as it is mm-hmm. to people who come here that do, does not that who do not belong here. So right.
0: like, we don't need to go see the bean. We know it's there. Yes. I get that but well and I'm, I'm just so glad at least Chris you get time to sort of enjoy those things and whatever mm-hmm. and, and you're right by the way up at Rhapsody you got JB Alberto's pizza right next door to you so that
2: so good that
0: kept you going every night
2: I think I lived off that pizza for six weeks <laughs> I really do I think I ate it every single day Actually, and then the, the, the pasta barbecue they beef do
0: sandwich yes unbelievable mm-hmm. see Soraya we're gonna we gotta bring Soraya around one evening and do some other things with her
1: Yes. yes, you have, you're going to have to introduce me to my city because obviously, <laughs> the, like, I have been under a rock here. Yeah, yes. the Canadian your, I will Chicago all right, let's tour. just get
0: it. So, what's your favorite pizza? At least give us that one.
1: You know what I re- recently luminatis. Yes, like, that's fine. really when it comes to I, I I honest, look, Giordano's has been always been the thing that has been the highlight of Chicago pizza, right? And then you have the Italian Fiesta. And then you have beggar's pizza. Right. But then I tasted Luminati's through through an organization I was working with and honey. So I I was like, okay, so they put the whole foot into the into the recipe, into the recipe for this pizza. And they put the whole front, everything, the whole kitchen sink onto the pizza if you want them to. So, like, it's (laughs) I I think that would be the one that I would go for. It's the
0: best. And Chris, I assume you've had Malnati's.
2: Oh yeah, I've heard everything. I, right. I I'm very much like because I travel a lot. I'm the exact person exactly. when I get to see people like, we gotta take this lady everywhere. Um, so I yeah, I've got just everything because I wow. I'm I'm really enjoy things. People like watching me enjoy things.
0: I love it. <laughs> almost out of time, but I want to ask you this show is called um Love, Chaos and Dinner. Does that mean we should get ready for a new show at some point in time? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah
2: I think so we've got three more months here uh, and then it's like every Zanzani is there gonna be a whole new creation process and we're gonna start over and tell a different story. I oh, mean oh, so I you
0: remain think... oh so you might stay with the show or you might go to another location.
2: Yeah, exactly. We've got a show in Seattle. I we also have other projects that we have to do. Um, and also Norm really thinks it's very important that like it's always being refreshed, right? I mean, Chadra Zanzani is in his twenty-fifth anniversary and the show oh. feels just as modern as if it was invented yesterday, but and with I, a sense of history.
0: And I hope yes. it plays here. I hope it plays here for years to come. Saraya and Carissa, thank you for, for being with me. People can get tickets at zinzani.com/slash Chicago. It's an experience you got to take out of town, or to an experience you got to have if you live here. Unlike Soraya and me, who do nothing that in the city because we live here, but this is something that I do because it's that. Well, brand.
1: well, I will, I will say that I have started to explore a little bit with the the. Um, well, I, I can say I've been bitten by the circus bug because I've been training in aerial art myself, and I do that right here in our hometown. And I Chicago, can't wait to see it, Chicago aerial arts. Yep. So I I've been exploring in that area.
0: Thank you for being with me. I appreciate it. Everybody needs to go see Teatro Zanzani. Thank you.